have some people in the house who are also grateful and they'll be sharing their testimonies today. Yesterday was our pastor's birthday. And And the testimonies are about her impact in our life. Amen. So I want you to put your hands together for our first testimony, which is from Scholastic Aborting. Amen. Amen. Please introduce yourself to us. Hi, everyone. My name is Scholastic Aborting, and I'm from Central Malat region. Okay, so my testimony is about how God provided for me through the prayers and counsel of our pastor E.S. Joy, Felipe Bruce, yes. So somewhere in third year, so from second year to third year, I had um, MPs issues. And when I came to school in third year, I suddenly saw that I was deferred without my knowledge. I think some of them don't know what deferred means, so please explain what does deferred mean. In a layman's language, it means that they have touched you somehow, stay in the house, and then when they are ready to call you, when you are ready to come, then you come. Normally, you can defer to do other things, but in this case, they deferred me without my knowledge. Wow. And this was because I was owing school fees or teaching fees. So, I mean, I got broken, but I tested my pastor and my shepherd. And she got broken, but she texted her shepherd. I don't know who you text or who you call when you are broken. Hmm. Shall I continue? Yes. And the reason was because I couldn't afford to sit in the house or stay here for one year without going to class or anything. And in my mind, I'm done with school. Instead of going to look for some pure to sell or something. Yes. But when I spoke to mommy, she I, she gave me assurance. She spoke to my heart. And some way, somehow, um, where I did my internship when I was in second year, I called someone there, and by the grace of God, just as the phone call ended, he paid my school fees wow. for me. Wow, wow, wow. What, what Scholastica is saying is that after she texted her pastor, her shepherd, he didn't even share. Then somebody that she had done internship with a while ago called her and paid her fees, paid her hostel fees, everything, cleared everything. I don't know why I'm sitting there. I don't know why you're quiet. But it's not ordinary at all to have somebody to just clear your debt like that. So, Valentina, what would you like to tell anyone listening? It's left with another one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... In fi- I'm in final year now, so in final year, I came again to school without any hope. I came like that, so no fees, no hostel fees and anything. I remember testing mommy, I was so scared, but I tried, because I was again, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, again? And when I tested her, she, again, she gave me hope. She just gave me hope. And before the call ended, I tested the same person who paid my fees last year. In the same way, he paid my school fees and also. I I don't know what the chances that you take the same person and the same person will pay your fees not once but twice. I don't know why you sit there there. I think nothing is going on. I think it's a good place for you to put your hands together for the Lord. She texted 
again. We are blessed to have a pastor in this house that no matter where you go, no matter how far you go, no matter where the situation is, you can actually text her again. Amen. So Scholastica, what would you like to tell everyone? I just want to say that all of you here, you are in good hands. We have a shepherd in the house who cares about us. And whenever you have a problem, don't look anywhere. She's just a test away and you, your problems will be sorted because... According to the Bible, the Bible says that He will give us pastors after His own heart. And I believe that He has joys after God's own heart. And I want to say that I love you so much, Mommy. Happy birthday. God bless you. Amen. Well, we have another testimony from, from Carter. Put your hands together. Welcome, My name is Richmond Kata from the Dancing Stars Battle. So my, my testimony is about how the presence of ears joy in my life has made a very great difference ever since I joined the church. So I came from Tamale to Kumasi to school and I was a very I was a high time fraud boy. I was into fraud, all kinds of fraud, credit card, everything so. And when he I was came, a pro, he was a pro. <laughs> so when I came, I actually came to Kumasi for my freedom. I came to chill and all that wow. with the money I had and also continue. So when I came, I was actually forced to church the first Sunday. And I, I did not even have church clothes. And the person who brought me and Elder Salma told me that I should wear anything I have. So when I came, mommy was preaching on tithing. And she was encouraging us to tie it, how it's a good thing to tie it. And then I felt the egg to go and tie So when I tried to get up, then I heard a voice in my ear clearly that we don't want your filthy money here. So I sat down again and I felt a very strong conviction in my heart that what I was doing, like the fraud was a very bad thing. Wow. So that day when she gave the water call, I was scared, so I did not come that Sunday. And I went home. When I went home, the preaching was ringing in my head. Then the charms I used for my fraud and all that, I destroyed everything wow. that day. I destroyed everything because of the preaching on tithing. The preaching was ringing in his head. When he came to church, the preaching was ringing in his head. I don't know what problem you've come with. I don't know what situation you've come with. I don't know what bed you've come with. But believe that as a pastor Moses said to preach today, the preaching will ring in your head in Jesus' name. I destroyed all the charms. I was scared too because I felt like as I'm destroying it, how will I feed and all that? So I came to church the following Tuesday. She did it on altar call and that one I came for, I gave my life to Christ. And I was there for some time. I wasn't doing anything, but believe me, God provided. Wow. My mom was giving me money more wow. than she used to, my wow. friends, many people. And then I was there one day, I went for a convention with her. And she was praying for someone. Actually, the person did not have any work to do. And he told the person, I don't know if mommy can remember, she told the person that you don't have anything now, but God will provide for you. God will find a way for you to feed all the time. So I was standing behind the person to, in the catching position, and then I heard a voice in my ear that I should receive that prayer for myself. Wow, hey. So I received that prayer. 
So when we came home from the convention, all of a sudden, I did not know anything about designing, nothing. All of a sudden, I had the desire to, like I became creative all of a sudden. Wow. I started making flyers. The word of God can make you creative. Hey, wow. Of you who know how to use Photoshop, you know how complex that software is. I learned Photoshop without any help, wow. not watching any tutorials. Like I just became creative. Wow. And then I was into small, small businesses, um, restaurants, flyers, logos, and all that. Then one day I went to her place and she said a casual prophecy that God will bless my business, like just like that. And I took it seriously. I took that prophecy seriously. And all of a sudden, the business just shut up. Like I went from small businesses to big companies. As you like hear the word, your, your miracle will just shoot up. Whatever it says that is small, will just shoot up. Your business will just shoot up. Your CWA will just shoot up. Your finances will just shoot up. As you hear the word of God, it says this morning. So, Pastor, what would you like to tell somebody who is here for the first time? Maybe you came, you are into fraud and all that, and you feel like that's the only opportunity to feed. Like, that's the only way you can get money. I want to tell you that. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. And when you serve the Lord, He will bless you. I heard this from Sister Joy. I never knew that there's something like serving God and being blessed from serving God. So if I have been able to receive the blessings of serving God, I want to promise you that as you are here, the prayers and the teachings of mommy will turn you into someone great. Thank you very much. So mommy, I would like to say, mommy, I love you so much from the depth of my heart. Like, I don't even know how to measure it, mommy. I wish I could actually give you the woman. <laughs> I love you so much. Happy birthday, mommy. <laughs> this morning, you realize that all of them said that they had a word. They had something. They had a word. Last week, I shared a testimony about how myself, I came to this church broken, and the same thing happened to me. I had a word. I was sitting somewhere at the back. I had a word that changed me. Well, I'm happy to tell you that it's an opportunity for us to hear not a word, but a lot of words. So, put your hands together, because it's your moment. It's a time for your encounter. It's a time for your breakthrough. Put your hands together and help me welcome our pastor, our mother, our shepherd, E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce. Hallelujah. I think you can do it better for Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. I said for the Lord, not for man. Put your hands together. Add a shout because he's made a way for you. Add a shout because he's opened the door for you. Add a shout because he has been good to you, even when you don't know it. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when the choir was singing this morning, I was just going through the words in my head that he makes a way. Because some of you, 
two months ago you didn't know you'd be in school. Are you there? You now, as you looked at your grades, you know. You knew that way there. Meanwhile, your people, they don't have connections. Are you there? Yeah. And you can see that you are here because he has made a way. Amen. So you didn't learn, no. You passed by chance. By chance. Please ask your neighbor, is it you they are talking about? By chance. Some of you, when you finish the exam, you knew that as for this exam, dear. This exam. But somehow, your face is looking like a D7. It's looking like D7. We don't know how come you are here. I didn't say which subject. But it's because we have a God who helps us. Hallelujah. He makes a way when there is no way. Amen. Oh, I said amen. And this morning, if you are here, I want you to just lift up a hand and just thank him. Just thank him. Step out of yourself. Forget yourself. You know, some of you, when you come to church, you are put on pretense. It's not a good thing. Throw it out and give him some heartfelt thanks. Yeah. against the wall when our backs were against the wall and it looked as if it was over you made a way and we are standing here and we're standing here only because you made a way you see some of you corona entered your house but how it entered, then it exited. And you are here. Amen? And, that, and you are here. Tell your neighbor, some stronger people than you got it and they didn't survive. But he made a way somehow. And the words say, You move my You cause walls. This morning walls are falling. With your power, you perform miracles. for every way that you made. Thank you for every parent who struggled to pay fees. Thank you for every door that opened. Thank you for admissions. Thank you for people who had no hostel who had a hostel. Thank you for those who didn't know how to pay for the hostel, yet somehow it was paid and they are here. Thank you for those who, not they didn't do well in the exam, but somehow the door just stayed open and they found a place. Thank you for those who were late to pay their fees and yet it was accepted. I don't know how many other examples to give you, but we just want to say thank you. We are grateful. To you indeed be all the glory. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah.
It's a blessing to see so many of you here this morning. I just want to thank God for His grace and His mercy. Amen. Hey, my decorators, Charlie. It's not. It's not easy in the church. It's not easy. <laughs> Hey, you people that you are worshiping your pastor, what is this? I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, please, oh, I beg you. Please ask your neighbor, are you the litigant or the journalist who's arrived? <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you, this is your first time here. I want to introduce you to the Fountain of Life Cathedral. And in case, amen, in case you are wondering what is that, we are part of what used to be called the Lighthouse Chapel. Today it's called the United Denominations Originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Amen. Are you there? So tell me, don't be confused at all. You have, you have landed in the same place, in a safe place and in a good place. Amen. However, every church that has a bishop in it is a cathedral. So this one is a cathedral. Is that okay? All right. And I explained some of these things last week, but I'm just explaining so you understand it because I keep hearing weird things. I mean, very interesting things. And uh, so, just so you know where you have come, is that all right? Hey, you mind me again? And yes, okay. Now we have two services in this church, and this one is the service that has the most students. There are students in both services, but. If you can wake up early on a Sunday, it's a good thing to be here. And this service is known as the Presence Service. Amen. If you know anything about Bishop Dag, there's nothing like number one and number two. We'll give it a name. Uh So the name of this service is the Presence Service. The second service is called the Word Encounter Service. Amen. It's important for you to know it because we put it on our flyers and that's what you're going to see I mean, going forward. All right? Amen. Hey, are you here? Powerful. So I'm hoping that with time you'll get to know the other pastors who are working and serving here. But they can stand to their feet and at least you know that they are pastors. If you're pastors of the... Yeah. They are pastors in this service and pastors in the Word Encounter service. So I beg you, no, Word Encounter, sit down. I'll do you separate. Okay, so these are pastors in the present service. Please sit. Now the pastors of the Word Encounter Service, please stand. Okay, powerful. So these are the ones who are here. There are some others, and with time, you'll get to know all of them. Now, it's important to know who they are because there are times when you just need to talk to somebody. Is that okay? There are times when you just need to talk to somebody. And when you need to talk to somebody, just find one of them. Is that okay? We will have a signboard. You see, we've taken down our walls, so we're still looking for where to put things. But you will soon have information on all phone numbers. And just pick a pastor. I mean, they may look young, but they are not young in the spirit. Is there, are you there? The wisdom of God is with them. So that you are covered in all situations. Amen. Are you in the house? Well, we started talking about something I was telling you last week that you know that you are in the midst of wolves. Let's go back to Matthew ten sixteen. Some of you have already seen a wolf or two. And the wolves can have different... <laughs> put your hands together for the film stars. <laughs> People... <laughs> I think the scene I loved the most was the guy fleeing from the girl. It's so unusual. Amen. We are used to the other one. But believe me, nowadays you have to have your wits about you. Whether you are a girl or a guy. But Jesus was saying something. As though he was living with us today 
And in this time, he said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep. He has always referred to his children as sheep. So when someone calls you a sheep, it's not a negative thing. And sheep is somebody who allows a shepherd. You see, if you are not a sheep, you don't have a shepherd. And a shepherd leads you to a place where there are good things. We all like to say, Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you are not a sheep, you ain't got no shepherd. Are you okay? Because the shepherd will be afraid of you. Can you imagine trying to lead wolves? Hey. How you doing? Look, some of you should just fill the seats. I don't know who you have left them for. This is our service. This is us. Eh, for me, I don't like backbenching. I will move forward when I can. Ah, by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Are you there? And so Jesus was telling us something. He says that, oh, you are sheep. I know that you are sheep. I'm releasing you. As you are going in, you are in the midst of wolves. You are in the midst of things that can eat you. You are in the midst of things that can destroy you. You are in the midst of things that can wound you. And some of you have already seen some. Some of you, by the time you have reached second year, your brain, your heart has broken three, three times. Three times. You see, I hear saying, hey, hmm. Uh, by the way, by the way, uh, while we're about it, let me just inform you that we're a charismatic church. We don't plan to stop making noise. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you are coming, you see, maybe, maybe you have the kind of background some of us had where you go to church to pretend that you are a quiet, well put together person. Here we don't pretend. We are not quiet. So God is not. Is God afraid of us? Hey, I have, I'm now seeing some of my visitors. Some people came from Accra to visit me. Those of you from Accra, you can stand so that they wave at you. Yeah. They are part of First Love Abdekuma, but they used to be here. God bless you guys. It was so good to see you. It was nice, Pa. Oh, I was amazed, Pa. Yeah. Hallelujah. They used to be here, but now they are in Accra and they came to celebrate. I, I was asking them, so you people, when I'm 60, what will you do? <laughs> <laughs> because this one day, yeah, no, my baby, but it's nice. God bless you all. And before I get into my message, my message, thank you so much for all your messages, pictures, notes. I have, you see, I have not answered you because I'm still reading. And if I answered all, I wouldn't have had a sermon ready today. So allow me to take my time. Even if it takes me a month, you'll get an answer. So God bless you so much, and thank you very much. Amen. Hey, are you there? A lot of my friends were very confused. And they asked me, I said, they're very when is it? Because they could see things, cake, this, what is that? Thank you for all of that and for the cake. May you be celebrated in your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let me get back to my sermon before you distract me. Now Jesus was saying, t- telling us that where you are going is dangerous. But he gave us two keys for surviving. The first key, he said, be wise as serpents. And the second key, he said, be harmless as doves. So, I'm actually preaching on both these things. In this service, I'm preaching about being wise as serpents. And in the word and counsel service, I'm preaching being, uh, you know, harmless as doves. You know, so feel free to go and listen to the podcast, which I'm sure they will direct you to sooner or later. Hallelujah. And I showed you reasons why the serpent is wise. Because we don't think of serpents as wise. We think of them as fearful what again? Some way, 
Uh, by the way, you notice that we are back in masks. Please keep your masks on, okay? After about two weeks, we would have shared all the gems we are all brought from wherever we are coming from. And then maybe we can relax. But we are still... Do you understand? Uh, we are still... Tell the, the person by you, you now, I don't even know where you came from that you are sitting here. Whether as you were coming, you collected some corona and brought it with you. I don't know. I don't know. So allow us to have our protocol procedures fully up. Is that alright? And then just so that when you come to church, you can relax fully. Amen? That's why we take temperatures. We know that nobody has entered with a temperature. What when your name? We have a temperature. We'll get you to see a doctor. We'll sort you out. Is that okay? Hey. Hello. Adabak, are you awake? Are you alive? Come on, give me a wave. I can, yeah, that's better, that's better, that's better. Amen. So we want to just feel free when we come into church. Actually, we are okay. Yeah. All right. Now, so I was sharing with you that the serpent is not the one we think of as being wise. But Jesus said it, so there must be something. And that's why we started going through some of the things. Hallelujah. That the serpent has the things that it uses to survive. Because I know that when you were coming to church this morning, you didn't meet a lion on the way. Like I'd have heard of you. <laughs> You'd have picked up your shoes and ran faster than... <laughs> Are you here? I know that you didn't meet an elephant on your way to buy food yesterday. And the reason is that we have eaten all. We have overcome them fully. But the animal we have not overcome is the serpent. Everywhere you go, I mean, when I think about the number of times snake has, snakes have entered my house, yeah, different places, I am amazed that I'm not afraid to open the door. One time we came from church, there was a snake in the hall. At the time, my children were young and they had been playing with these rubber. So I thought it was the rubber one that so I went towards it and I was blasting like, ah, but you people I told you that you should pick up before my hands were touched that they moved I said hey it's alive till today I don't know how it got there I don't know another time in another house I was talking to my older son then he said ah I said what's that he said a snake it just dropped we started to search for the snake we couldn't find it, it took us one week it was a snake how did it, it drop from where Please ask your neighbor. Where, where, where did it drop from? Where was it? So the one thing we know for sure is that ask for a... Ah, is the brother on the phone? Ooh, not in church. Oh. I beg you. All due respect. No. Are you here? Yeah. So you can see that in spite of everything they are surviving. Now, there are some characteristics of the snake that you see that we also bear. And last week, I started to share with you how one of the main things that the snake uses is inner power. The, 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 what is in the mouth? What is in the mouth? Tell your neighbor, what's in your mouth? All of us have got saliva. Please, you can tell the neighbor on the other side, you have saliva, but I don't fear you. <laughs> the one we fear is the snake. Because in its saliva, that's where the venom is. And the venom is small, chotchy like this. But if you just get a dot, that's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. And I was telling you that they are masters of inner power. So when you see them, they look so phlegmatic and so there's nothing. It looks like spaghetti. Spaghetti that you have cooked just like that. But Charlie, there's something in the mouth. Hallelujah. 
And I believe that yesterday I started to share with you how we too can develop our inner power. Something that will help us to stand in the day that we meet, meet a wolf. And I shared four things with you. I said that, the first, well, four or five. I said that um, you should have some, um, what do you call it? <sighs> Your quiet time every day. You see, some people think that, oh, what does it do? It's like asking the food that you ate yesterday, what does it do? You can't easily say what the food did. But what you know is that if you like, don't eat today. Don't eat tomorrow. Don't eat the next day. By three days we'll hear of you. Which is a nice opportunity to inform me that we start our fast tomorrow. <laughs> you see that the color of your day has changed. So much as the breakfast you ate this morning, you can't say this particular breakfast, this is what it has done. It is the one that's strengthening you. And in the same way as you are having your quiet time, it's building something up in you. That reading of the scripture. When I say quiet time, I'm not talking about your morning devotion with your family. That's a blessing, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how Moses went to visit God. He and God alone. So you and God alone. When you open the scripture and you read it, it's imparting something to you. Just like the food gave you something, but you don't know. But over time, that's what you have used to grow to now. And all of us will be eating. Some people, they will grow to four feet. And some will grow to five feet. Some will grow to five, seven. Some will grow to six feet. It's all because of the food. Are you here? Wow. I talked with you about, and one of the things I need to say is that it's very good to have a devotional to use. If you didn't bring one with you, just go to your go online every morning www.darkwordmilk.org there's a daily um, devotional there that's what I use so that I don't have to worry about the fact that I have to go and buy one it's free of charge for your small data instead of using the data to look at pornography please reserve it and then I spoke to you about praying in tongues and about the fact that the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 4 that when you speak in tongues you edify yourself. Again, you don't know what is going on but it is, it is strengthening you. So you, again, let me refer to the film. You see, the, we call them film. You call it drama, we call it film. But as the guy was being wrapped by the girl, there are some brothers who have fallen already. Yes. Yes. The Bible talks about Joseph meeting Potiphar's wife and the Bible says she harassed him daily. Some of you don't need a daily harassment. All you need is a smile. Then you have toppled over. But as you pray in tongues, you are being strengthened and your inner self is being strengthened. Before you are aware, even the desire is not there. You are not desiring certain things. Are you with me? Then we talked about meditating on God's word. I'm sure eventually we'll come back. Each of these is a whole preaching in itself but I want to stay on the line where we are I also said to you be in church and I shared with you Hebrews 10.25 you know where the Bible says tells us let us not neglect the meeting or the assembling of ourselves together as the habit of some is are you there? so coming to church is something that's an instruction to us we've gone through a time last year where we were online because we couldn't help it that was the only way to meet but as you have come physically, don't come and tell me that you were watching online. My answer. You and I know that it's not true. When you are online, you know that you listen to the first part of the sermon. 
and even that one, then you get up and you go and make contumery. <laughs> they say, oh, I can be eaten. You see, the whole thing will come and pass and you don't remember anything. What I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? Yeah. So we're doing it because there's no other option. We're just trying to meet. But now that you can meet physically, wear your mask. If they say you must wear space suit, wear the space suit and come. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so these were the things I shared with you um, last week about getting some inner power. Now today I want to bring you to a second thing that the snake has that will help you. The snakes, they are masters at certain things. So I said they are masters of inner power. Another thing they are masters of, they are masters of overcoming handicaps. For me, this is my favorite point. Masters of overcoming handicaps. Oh, pastor, I'm not handicapped. Hold on. Hold on. Allow me to, I, to, to, to define a handicap for you before you start giving me speeches. Okay? So, a handicap is something that severely limits you. Severely limits you. When you come to a university, there are all kinds of people there. Some are severely limited by the lack of brain power. Is that true? Is that true? Yeah. It is your brain power that got you what you are reading. Your brain power. You see, the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I was also a science student. I also wanted to do medicine. But I had to go and redo physics. And while I was redoing physics, my classmates were in the medical school. And I would visit them and I said, this course, I don't have the capacity. It cannot work. It just can't work. That realization freed me to do other things. Are you there? You are there saying that, saying, what are you saying? You are insulting me. Ah, you don't have the brain power to you say it's an insult. Yo, wait. I need you to see your handicap because when I said handicap, you were telling me you don't have any. So I'm just proving to you that you have some. So my handicap didn't allow me to do medicine. But I could do something else. I did the something else. Hey. Hmm. A handicap is something that makes you different from others. A handicap. It makes you different from others. And for some reason, I don't know how we got it into our mind that everybody has this, but me alone, I don't have... Everybody here has some kind of handicap. Something that makes you different. Hmm. A handicap is a disadvantage that makes success more difficult. A handicap is a disadvantage. You where you came from. It has marked your English for life. So no matter how good your English, when you get to English, you say English. And you try again, you say English. Where you are coming from? Hey, please, if you are from here, don't eye me. Ah, it's true. Where you are coming from? It does not allow you to say the letter H. So even though your name is Victoria Hammond, you say your name is Victoria Hammond. By the way, you also strike off the D. Where so are Victoria Hammond? Because of where you came from. 
You see, now that I'm saying the gun one, you are laughing. When I was saying yours, you were angry with me. It is a handicap in the sense that you are trying to read well or you are trying to present something and the thing is there. You are trying to delete it. Are you there? So it's a disadvantage that makes success more difficult. Please ask your neighbor, what's your height? What's your height? Uh, when I say ask your neighbor, you should mind your neighbor. Ah, why are you like that? Ah, that ain't. Oh. <laughs> mind your neighbor. Oh. Are you here? Sometimes your height is your handicap. Makes it more difficult. One time I was doing oral exams for our Bible school where a whole panel and a young man came in very short and the oral exams as we were asking he was answering very slowly and, and we had to think oh you is correct you see the thing is that everything he said was correct but you could see that probably because of the height after he left, we did a few more students. Then another guy came, shorter than him. But when that guy came, then we started to fire questions. And fire, he answered. Fire, he answered. Fire, he answered. Until his paper was done. Then for fun, we would just fire, he would answer. Fire, he answered. Yeah. He was even shorter than the other one. Are you there? He has overcome his handicap. I won't use my height. It's not my height that we are doing things here. You are a girl. You are taller than everybody. Excuse me. Go and learn how to wear high heels. Eh? Yeah, because they will be intimidating you. Ah, girl, and you are tall like that. Are you the one who went to look for your jeans? It was given unto you. You cannot help the fact that you are six foot four as a lady. So add another two inches. After all, what difference will it make? And just walk as if you own the world. <laughs> Amen. Because if not, you'll be sitting there crying that, Oh my friends, the guys like the media, they don't like me. Let me continue. A handicap <laughs> is a physical or social disability. That makes your participation in life more difficult. Your participation, how to do some things is more difficult. Amen. Amen. Now, you may be saying that, why are we saying the snakes are masters of handicaps? You may not have thought about it before. But snakes have the most handicaps I know of any animal. They have eyes, but they don't see much. One of the limitations of their eyes is that they can't blink. Now, for a moment, hold your eyes steady. Don't blink. It means that, you see, when a fly is coming, you automatically protect your eye. They are walking in the sun, but they cannot blink to clear the eye. That's why I said, just, just open your eye. Open it. Open it like that. Open. And see that if something... So let your neighbor try to put the hand. Let, bring your hand. You see that... 
But the snake cannot defend itself. It cannot. It cannot. Because it can't blink. Are you there? Snakes are deaf. They can't hear. They can't hear. But my last one has come in. The snake heard me. No. It was using the vibrations, the sensations on the ground to tell that you are near. Couldn't hear you. Are you here? They don't have legs. Or you have met a snake with legs before. Please stand up and declare it. And show us a picture so that we believe you. Do they have legs? They don't have legs. They don't have legs. Okay, what about arms? They may not have arms, but they have legs. Arms. No legs but arms. They don't have. Can you not see that they are handicapped? You are in this world. Everybody hates you. You don't have eyes to see the people. You don't have ears to hear that they are coming. You don't have legs to run. You don't have arms to finish the people with. How will you survive? And yet the snake is surviving. I called you here this morning to tell you that no matter your handicap, if you are of a mind to survive, you will. Hallelujah. You will. From today, make it your point that no handicap will be the reason for anything. And not at all. Are you there? It is a limitation. Yeah. And you see, what the snake has done is to turn its limitation into an advantage. So it has turned its lack of legs into swift movement on the ground. Very fast. I don't have legs. I'm gone. Some of them fly, you know. You see, you have not been watching Animal Kingdom. You see, it's certain stuff. Have you seen now? You don't know what you should know. Because if you were just watching Animal Kingdom, you would have seen the snake that it comes from one tree and it flies across to the next tree. It has no legs. It doesn't bother to come down and go up. It has changed that thing that was a limitation. It has changed it. It is using the fact that it doesn't have legs. That's what it uses to curl up in the hole you were standing near. And you didn't know it was there. I was an agric student. I remember the day that we had gone to a poultry farm. And we were standing there. Doing our own things. Do you know what was there? Not just snake Snakes. And all of them had killed in a tight ball like that. And they were just perched there. We also just... <laughs> but if it had had legs, it may not have been able to tie itself like that to be there. It has used its handicap to its advantage. Every handicap that you have, if you will use it for your advantage, if you will change your mind, you will see that it will actually be a blessing to you. That's why Jesus said, be wise as the serpent. Young lady, you are six foot what? Six foot what? One. Six foot one. I can identify with your problem because as you can see, I'm above the average height. Of a Ghanaian lady, I can I can appreciate it. Yeah. When I was growing up, I began to try to. Be, you know the most painful part of the height. All my friends were the height of these kind of. Up till today. 
All my friends were the height of this kind of small, small girl. Hey. So I'm walking down the road and the guys are always saying, when you say, oh, not you. <laughs> are you there? You see, because when you are young and foolish, you actually think it's a good thing that someone is whistling at you, and some of you still think so. Somebody is whistling at you. His demons are calling your demons, that's all. Anyway. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. So one day my mother called me. And she said, Do you know? Because my mother was almost my height. Then she said, It's a pity you didn't meet your grandmother. She was your height. Then she said, You see. I can see that you are struggling with the height and you are trying to disappear. So let me tell you something. Then she said, your grandmother will set her from the house and she walked down as if she owned the street. I said, oh, is that it? I also own the road. Girl who is six foot one, I said, add two inches. So that anybody who thinks that they are going to laugh at you, they will think again. Uh-huh. My father, I know when six two inches. I said, you see, you see. <laughs> At my age, when you wear two more inches, <laughs> so anyway, it's another problem. Yeah. Besides, I'm going to be on my feet the whole day. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I show that you don't have any apology. My tall friend, let's go. Hard mm. height. So that when they're about to say, eh, what? What do they call you? Scalang my. <laughs> when they're about to say scalang my, they realize you have no apology. You have not turned it to your advantage. When you enter the room, oh, they will know that you have come. You don't need to say anything. We have come. We don't have any. Eh, not the pain up. Hey, are you there? Especially when your friends are this kind of shrimps. You know the shrimps I'm talking about. This kind. This kind. Gloria is your friend. Gloria, where are you? This is her best friend. Look, look at the height. Please go and stand by. Go and stand by. Look, look at something. Look at something. Look, look at that. Meanwhile, she's Gloria on heels. Can, uh, with all due respect, sit down and remove the heels and let's see something. <laughs> that, did I just tell you that the best friend would be short? Are you seeing it? Sounds like she was on heels, simple. <laughs> That's your best friend. Amen. But what I'm saying is you don't have any apology for it. Not at all. You two, next time I'm waiting to see you in the hills. Just walk. It's, it's in your bag again. Ah, go and wait. We will be an example again. Thank you. I'll call you back. What am I saying to you? The snake has turned its handicap into its best thing. What is your handicap? What's your handicap? What's your handicap? I mean, I'm feeling very shy. Do you know that the Bible says that people who are silent, they think they are wise. From today, walk like a wise man. Instead of walking like I'm feeling shy. No, no, no. I just don't have anything in mind. It's not worth talking about. And people actually begin to be afraid of you. They stop mocking you. Yeah. Hey, Pastor, you see me? My family is poor. Welcome to the club. 
What did I say? Stop trying to be what you are not. It doesn't mean we don't try to improve ourselves. We do. But you see, what I'm trying to remove from you, you see, what is happening in your head affects you. So if in your head, I'm not nice. If in your head, nobody likes me. And there are some of you who do that too much. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to the garden to eat worms. <laughs> nobody likes you, saying. That all means somebody will like you. It's just that you're in your head. You're too much in your head. So you didn't see when they smiled. And when they smiled to say hi, you frowned. So they to themselves like you browned them. So the next time they didn't greet. But it's true, it's not true, Pastor Kojo. They didn't greet again because they were embarrassed. They say, ah, you see, I told you. I told you that nobody likes me. But they were smiling at you and you two are done. Hey, push your neighbor and say, neighbor, we are overcoming all handicaps. Some of you, you even think your Christianity is a handicap. And you are saying that, eh, because I'm a Christian, that's why all these jams and things I can't be going, oh, because I'm a Christian, oh, eh, all the exciting things I cannot do. Something is wrong with your mind. Change it. Are you here? I said what? Change it. You want something interesting? Make it. Let it happen. Do it. That's why my dancers, they would dance here. I don't mind what you think. I don't mind what you think. Ah, if they don't dance here, they should go and dance where? I'm asking you a question. Where should they go and dance? Where? I'm asking you a question. I said, where should you go and dance? February 14th should be coming soon. We do our. Yes. Last year, what did we do? We had a dinner. We had a fashion, a runway, something. I had awards night. We ate. We were just happy in the church. Make it. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Ah, what do you mean by because you are a Christian? Me, mom, they have made up my mind that everywhere I'm life will be interesting. In the name of Jesus. So help me God. Amen. Hey, are you people alive in this corner? It's like, they are alive. They are alive. I was just checking. Sometimes the serpent is quiet. They were just being quiet. <laughs> Amen. And I'm saying, do it yourself. Make it yourself. Amen. Stop sitting down waiting for somebody else to do it. When I came into this morning and I was listening to the. Um, you know, praise and worship, I could see some of you and you were just standing there. Who is going to make praise and worship interesting for you? Who is going to put words in your mouth? When you were in the disco, you knew how to sing Celine Dion. But as you have come, you say, I don't know the song. The words are there. Start singing them. You're saying, where I'm coming from? Please, when you came, did you see where you are coming from written anyway? That's why I announced to you that you are in the Fountain of Life Cathedral. We like you, Bia. You are so welcome here. But when you came, we will change something to suit you. We are here to make life sweet and fun for ourselves. There's enough trouble outside. Yeah. Yeah. Me, mom, when I was an unbeliever, I said, Jamao. 
the reason why my life didn't spoil was that the guys didn't like me. I didn't know God was going to use it to protect me. So when we are going jamming on campus, I have to take my, myself. My friends don't invite them. Me, I'll take myself. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, oh. Well, you also didn't buy my Coke, so I don't have to pay you for it. Girls, there's no free cocoa. There's no free fried rice. There's no free pizza. I'm just informing you. You are just my friend. It's not true. It's not true. There's a plan, and the plan includes the removal of your skirt. In case you didn't know. Pastor, you shouldn't say it like that. Can you not be a little polite? I'm sorry, yo. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. I said there's no free Coke. And there's no free pizza. There's no free fried rice. Every one of them has a price. Payday may not be today, but payday will come. So those of you who are in the habit of saying, this boy should buy this for you. This boy should buy this. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why do you have an entitled feeling somebody should take care of you? Are you not a child of the living God? Did God not give you a brain? Did he not give you a spirit? Did he not place in you something? Come on, shake yourself and rise up and be the person that God calls you to be. Oh yeah. And by the way, I am not a feminist. I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. He told me that I should submit to my own husband. I submit to my own husband, not others. Told me to submit to my father. I submit to my father. Not a random person. No, you have to change something. Yeah. Rise up. The Spirit of God is in you. Amen. The church is not nice. Make it nice. It's as simple as that. I think you will hear our rappers next week. Yeah. I don't know how to rap. When they are rapping, they have to write the words on the board because I can't hear. But I had people in the church. They were rappers before. When they came to the Lord, they said, we like rap. I said, rap it. And that's why they'll say what? Church voice. Uh, please tell Nanayo next week he must be here. Church voice. Yeah. That's what will make it interesting to them. Uh, but pastor, uh, is it not that this rap music he's, he's not of God? Uh, that is which part? Which one? No, 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 allow me to just allow them to ask. The reggae you are singing. When I was a child, they said it is not of God. Uh, please, if there's a drama there, give me the reggae. I am under the rock. The rock is higher than I. Jehovah High. I thought you said reggae was not God. The two of you are in the in different keys.
said it was wrong because it's reggae and so it should be I am under the so I want to ask you today when David played the harp the Bible says when he played the harp the evil spirit on Saul went away I am asking you whether it is the harp that is born again in spiritual or the David who is born again in spiritual don't tell me what is God and what is not God the difference is the who the piano I forgot that one in my day when I was your age Pianos in churches were pipe organs. The pipe organ weighed a ton. Oh yes. And you needed the space of a house to put it in there. So when the electric organ says, it's not of God. Open your Bible and tell me that it is. It is the human being. So as you have come, Decide to make it interesting. Decide to make it exciting. Decide to overcome what you think is a handicap. That's why I said our drama is filmed. We'll do a full drama for you here. So that you will stop watching this was the current series. I think we should do Peter Lava again. Oh. Yeah. Overcome the handicap. Amen. Are you there? I said over what? Overcome the handicap. Overcome the limitation. The snake has overcome and he's thriving. You say you came to school, you don't know much, so you, you are a practical person. Thrive in the practical thing. And me, I can only draw. What do you mean by only draw? You see, you are taking it for granted. You better believe in your drawing and understand that these people who say that they are very wise, they can't even draw. When they, you ask them to draw a man, it sticks. Do you understand stick man? They can't also believe it. That's what you have. The, the snake is yet to send a petition to God. Please, I don't have legs. Can I have legs? I don't have arms. Can I have you heard such a petition? There's no such petition. Whoever you are, however you are, whatever you are, stand in front of your mirror and say, Thank you, Lord. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank you for every good thing I have. I thank you for every limitation I have. I'm grateful to you that you made me just the way that I am. Stand to your feet and begin to thank God. Hey, this is my stage today. Begin to thank God for how he made you. Thank him for that handicap. Those of you who don't have money. You came to school from a background that has no money. Thank God that it is your opportunity to learn faith. And with faith you will build larger castles than those who say they have money. Lift up your hands and thank God this morning. Just thank Him. Thank Him that He has placed you exactly where He has placed you now. Thank Him. Thank Him for His grace and His mercy upon your life. Thank Him. Thank you that the handicaps have not been what have stopped you. In fact, it is what has made you nice. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. You came without a lot of things, but I tell you, it's because of those things you don't have that you are going to excel in other things. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe as you came, there were not so many things in your box. Not a problem. You are going to do well. 
thank him for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for everything we thought was a handicap that you have used to bless us. That Lord, you have turned it around. You've turned it around for our good and we are grateful. Help us to see it. Forgive us for the times we have complained and we have cried over the things, Lord, that were actually blessings from you. And this morning, help us to turn our handicap to your glory and to your honor. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, the greatest handicap you can ever have in this life is to be somebody who has not given their life to Jesus Christ. That one is the greatest handicap. And it cannot be cured except by giving your life to Him. And so if you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, you need to do so today. He was the one who told us in John chapter 3 and verse 3. He said, you must accept a man be born again. He cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So you may have been going to church every single day of your life, but if you are not born again, all is not well with you. No church died for you, therefore no church can save you. It is Jesus that you need. And said, you are handicapped to enter heaven if you have not given your life to him. And then he says in Romans 10, 9 and 10 that you need to confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart in order to be saved. And so this morning, I'm appealing to you, I'm speaking to you, and I'm saying you need us for this handicap. It is only overcome by giving your life to Jesus Christ. Just bow down your head. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You are here, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. Today we are going to pray a prayer. Thank you. We need to overcome this handicap once and for all. If you've lifted up your hand, please come to me. Come and stand here. Let us pray together. I told you we are overcoming the handicaps. God bless you. Just come to me. Just come. We are overcoming the handicaps one by one. And as you come, as you come, as you come, as you come, come, He's watching. He's looking. He's accepting you. He's receiving you. Come. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Nicodemus was a teacher in the church 
and he didn't know Jesus. You can be anything, but you need to make your way yourself. Just come and join and let us pray. As every head is bowed, bow your heads in front. Pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sin. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for these young ones who have come to you today giving their lives to you. I pray that every handicap in their lives will be turned around for their God. That they'll rather use it. That they'll rather stand on it as a launching pad. That those who don't have legs will fly. Those who don't have arms, Lord, they will even swim. And they will do well. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. amen.